People in Progress podcast, where we talk all things self-improvement, lifestyle, and how to live your best life. My name is Elsa, I'm your host, and today, this episode is all about stress. Don't stop when you're tired, stop when you're done. Rise and grind. I'd rather be tired than broke. Zero time for anything meaningless. This is hustle culture, and it breeds a toxic, stress-filled lifestyle. It's trendy and ingrained into society. But hustle culture builds off the assumption that the only value we have as human beings is our productivity and our output. But this kind of mindset can lead to large amounts of stress and burnout and stress can actually be very dangerous. So we're going to talk all about that and the solutions. I'm going to talk all about some anti-stress self-care routines and habits and how to limit stress in your everyday life. Because it is not normal to be stressed all the time in your everyday life. We should not encourage it and it is not a good thing. And this episode has so many good takeaways, but obviously it does get a little deep. So we're ending off with something fun. We're going to do a full seasonal, like, would you rather little game at the end, just to end on a more chill, lighthearted note. But before that, we're going to get into the segments for today's episode. So first, what is progressing my life? I've kind of been doing some things that are a little bit, I don't know, not nerve wracking. They're just kind of new experiences. I was talking about them a bit in last week's episode, just some kind of like career events and stuff like that and working with some cool companies. And I've had a bunch of stuff. I'm not sure if I can talk about it. I did sign an NDA for one of them, I think, but um, I've been doing some stuff. And some of it, like obviously a lot of it, I would say like 90% of it has gone really well. I would say maybe 10% of it didn't go super well. I've been kind of in this mindset of do it for the plot because when I was going to this one thing, I was so nervous. And then I was like, what's the worst that can happen? It either works out and it's good or it's a good story at the end of the day. And I've seen a lot of people talking about self-confidence and not caring about what other people think with the tube girl trend on TikTok, which I love. So I've just been, you know, encouraging self-confidence, not caring about what other people think. And I've actually been thinking of some cool episodes around that topic. So if you guys want to hear more about that, or if you have any questions, send me a DM on the People in Progress Instagram, and I'll be sure to include any of that in the episodes I do on it. But what is holding me back? Um, okay, so obviously stress, the topic of today's episode. I think I've just been stressing about the wrong things and like not prioritizing tasks enough. And yeah, I think it's just part of like this kind of year and also change of seasons, trying to figure out like how things fit into your routine as the seasons change. And also I was doing a lot of travel over summer, so I'm catching up on stuff. I'm doing more stuff. I'm also trying to do more with YouTube. Like I'm posting way more than I ever had before. And now I'm also doing other platforms like the podcast and TikTok. So I'm posting way more and I love it, but I've just got to figure out how to prioritize things. And also I do have to admit fall in a new city is different to summer in a new city. And now Jake and I didn't move to Ottawa in summer. We moved in February and I think that was a pretty good time to move because sometimes summer can just feel like a holiday and it doesn't feel like home. Going into fall, definitely people are like sorting their lives out and it's just like, obviously there are less like big social events and like uh sort of things where people are trying to be social so it's kind of like going into that winter mindset of okay it's just like normal life who are my like close friends you know what is like home like here what is my winter gonna look like and yeah I was gonna do some episodes about moving to a new city and I definitely am gonna do that but I've pushed them back a bit because I love Ottawa but I'm still settling in here even though it has been like five months and I think that's just reality and yeah I like this part of the episode totally isn't planned I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say just figuring things out I'm having a great time but I'm tempted to do a little bit of experiments in like trying to 
make this new city a home for me because to me it does feel like a home but I want to make it home if that makes sense anyway that was a bunch of gibberish and rambling like I did not plan that but I hope that made some sort of sense and it probably didn't but I'm sure in the coming months when I talk about stuff it will and life update I did have this thing it was basically like an audition and this is the thing where I'm unsure but I'm pretty sure I signed an NDA for so I won't say too much but that was crazy I had like this audition for this thing which was it's very different to what I do I make all my own content I'm the full production team whatever and I there was this little opportunity i don't think it worked out which is why I'm talking about it but it was so like not funny but it like kind of was funny but I will just say because I can't talk about it too much I think even though it isn't happening but like I may or may not have signed an NDA for it which is another thing I had this little thing where I was in like a studio with like a full camera set up and like a full production team very briefly it was just kind of not what I expected so I was totally unprepared but um it was a very interesting experience and a very do it for the plot experience but that was cool I also went to a pop-up food event and that was really fun it was this really cool event I was invited to it wasn't like an influencer event I just like got to go in and make some content and that was really cool I had like a creme brulee ice cream sandwich which was instead of like cookie it was blondie and that was really good and there was cool music and was in Bywood Market in Ottawa so that was really fun but the changing of seasons is hard I'm kind of in this weird thing where I want it to be full and it kind of is but it's not like properly cold yet and yeah it's just this kind of weird one and I'm excited for the weather to kind of settle down a bit also I just watched the Singapore Grand Prix on the weekend and that was insane that was definitely the best F1 race of the season so random tangent for this episode I've recently got into F1 like this year but that was the best race this year and my current read is Foxglove by Adeline Grace which is the sequel to the book I've been talking about for a couple weeks I've just been reading really slowly at the minute I want to get into more of a reading routine and some more of my full TBR it's the second book after Belladonna it's really good I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it I'm sure I'll chat about it a bit in like a vlog on here once I finished and I'll have some more concrete thoughts so starting off stress is a normal reaction obviously we all get stressed when you experience changes or challenges your body produces a mental and physical reaction and that is stress it is a very normal thing it keeps us alert it keeps us motivated and in more of a survival situation it keeps us ready to avoid danger all of these negative things that we experience are usually kind of like biology from i don't know caveman days where we needed these to protect ourselves so maybe instead of stressing over a deadline we were stressing over being chased by a lion or something (laughs) but the issue isn't stress itself stress is a momentary reaction and it's important to experience the issue rather is that for a lot of us stress isn't a momentary reaction anymore it's a baseline that we're used to experiencing a high level of in everyday life and that is not normal so rather than being a momentary period of stress or a moment of stress it becomes a long-term chronic stress but how do you know when you are too stressed so as stress is impacting your eating habits or your sleeping habits or your daily routine dramatically that is a sign that it is too much or if you're managing stress with unhealthy behaviors like drinking gambling or overspending that is also a sign that it is too much stress or that you should look at the way you're handling stress another thing i found personally and i found this when i experienced a period of burnout in university is if you're stressed 
rest even after the task that was stressing you out is done then that is a sign that you need to address the stress that you're feeling and I was reading up a lot for this episode I've actually left a couple of links uh, that were my favorite articles down below in the show notes but one of the really interesting statistics I found was that 43% of adults suffer from adverse health effects due to stress so although small amounts of stress is normal it's actually becoming more normalized that chronic long-term stress is a part of our lives also just to note my cats they've chilled out a bit now but they are going a bit crazy like just running around so if there's any background noise I'm so sorry I'm gonna have a lot of editing to do and also if you've been listening to the podcast like a couple episodes in a row my voice is still bad I've been ill for like over a month and I'm just dying to get better and it's so hard to record when my voice is like this we're going to talk about the dangers of stress because like I said it is not normal and here are some reasons why you shouldn't just ignore it. So first of all the impact on your body. It can lead to headaches and muscle pain. This is because when you're stressed your body tenses your muscles as a way to prepare for injury or pain. Like I said this is a biological response from our evolution as humans and so when you're feeling stressed for a long period of time this works to create muscle pain and headaches because over time as you're feeling stressed your muscles stay tensed up. It can also lead to fatigue and impact your sleep. It can lead to stomach and digestive problems and it can lead to increased blood pressure. And personally, I will say this, this is my personal experience with stress affecting my health and I've heard this from a lot of people as well. I have a TMJ disorder, which is basically TMJ is this I think it's a joint in your jaw just here and I have terrible problems with my jaw and I have since I started university years ago and this is because of teeth grinding and clenching my teeth because I'm stressed and especially during my first couple years of university I wasn't de-stressing while I slept I was still clenching my jaw as I slept which is what created the disorder and you know I've done mouth guards I've done all these things but the only thing that has long-term helped with this is looking at the root of the problem which is stress stress can obviously also impact your mood and impact you socially it can cause memory problems or it can make you irritable or antisocial it also couples with anxiety and depression and it also just puts you in a state of constant worrying so how can you make your life less stressful because you have all these things going on that are external and outside of your control it feels like you can't control the levels of stress there are small things which i'm going to talk about that you can implement in your life to limit stress so first of all you want to look at your stress triggers and identify them and see if you can cut any out when i was looking at my stress triggers one of them is the sound of my phone ringing and the sound of notifications really stresses me out and also is seeing a large number of emails in my inbox so the stress isn't actually talking on the phone or having a lot of instagram notifications for example it's the sound of it that i hate and i think it's because in my brain when i hear those it feels like my to-do list is growing and so something i do is i put my phone on do not disturb often i try to put it in different rooms and like today i've been on my phone too much in the morning and it's not making me feel good so i'm just putting it in my bedroom for the rest of the day i literally don't need it as for emails I actually don't mind answering emails that does not stress me out 
but I've tried to implement into my routine um, being more on top of my inbox because it's the number of emails that stresses me out. It's not actually responding to emails. And no matter what the number is, it's actually pretty quick to get through. It's just the idea of the number makes it seem so much worse than it is. But say the stress trigger for you is a deadline coming up and you haven't done it, then what you wanna do is start working backwards and see how you can address deadlines ahead of time. Now, I can't go through everyone's different stress triggers, but you really have to look internally for this and reflect and try figure out what they are for you and how you can address it. Another thing you should do in your everyday life is to stay positive and don't catastrophize. Catastrophization is basically thinking of the worst possible scenario over thinking that way in everyday life isn't good for you. Being self-critical only adds to your stress and you're only making it worse for yourself. Also, if you can, take things off your plate. Don't be afraid to say no to things. And this is where you need to be really self-reflective and in tune with yourself. And I've mentioned this in a bunch of episodes, but journaling and self-reflection help with this massively. Because when you're saying no to things, you want to say no to things that aren't aligning with you and say yes to the things that are aligning with you. And I'm gonna do some more episodes on how to do this but right now I would just advise you to sort of check in with yourself a lot and see what is serving you and look at the type of person you want to be. So figure out your priorities and if you are in a season of feeling too stressed, cut out things that don't align with your priorities. You also need to schedule in times to not do the thing you are stressed about. So I think school's a good example and I feel like most people can relate to this and I'm like a new graduate so it's an easy one to talk about but you can apply this to a lot of things. I'm trying to think in my third year of university the thing that was stressing me out was my dissertation and was classes. So you have to schedule in time to do your hobbies, to do self care which we're going to talk about in a second to watch your comfort shows to socialize with people to eat good food focusing on balance will make you less stressed in the long run and will make you more productive doing the things you are stressed about and talking about productivity techniques trying out some of these techniques and working smarter not necessarily harder and longer can limit your stress so some ones I want to recommend and I'm actually thinking of doing a whole YouTube video on trying out different productivity techniques I've been researching it a bit but I'm going to recommend two techniques one is the Pomodoro technique which I used massively in my last year of university and this is a technique where you schedule in tasks into productivity sprints and then you take consistent five minute breaks and then every set amount of sprints you do a longer break this really helps make tasks more manageable and you are also scheduling in time not to do the big bad thing with your breaks. The other thing um, which my boyfriend keeps telling me I need to do more is eat the frog and I really want to do a video on this because I do think it's so important and I need to do it more often. But eating the frog basically just means you do the worst task, the hardest task, the longest task first thing so you don't have this big bad thing looming over you all day. But a couple little things to end off this section before we get into self-care habits is to accept that you can't control everything and there is no use worrying about things you cannot control. And then also, like I've said, I just want to stress this again, take time to take care of yourself. Okay, so next we are getting into self-care routines and habits to help limit and manage stress. And I have this little quote that I got from an article I was reading and I wanna read it out now. We are more resilient and more able to handle life stress when we are feeling our best both physically and emotionally. Even if these things aren't addressing the problem head on, taking care of yourself will make you less stress and it will address the problem. So it is so important to add self-care into your routine and here are some ways to add self-care into your routine to 
address stress. And I also just want to mention that these self-care habits aren't a replacement for treatment from licensed professionals. In fact, going to therapy or psychiatry or counselling is a self-care habit you should implement into your routine if you have access to and if you can. But these habits just help you on top of care from licensed professionals and they do not replace it. Anyway, just a disclaimer and if you are struggling massively with stress, I really hope these help out but you should also, you know, seek that kind of treatment out. But starting off with some relaxation techniques. So yoga, meditation, breathing exercises, even massages, which you can do on yourself or if you have a friend or a partner, that is all great. And especially like we're talking about some of the physical effects of stress, those can really help with things like muscle tension and headaches. But implementing these relaxation techniques can really help you chill out and come back to a baseline that is not stress and Also, if you're doing this before bed, because like we said, stress can impact sleeping habits. I think a lot of that is because people don't de-stress before bed and implementing some of these techniques throughout your day or in your nighttime routine can really help with that. Also, last week's episode was all about gratitude. So check that out because gratitude is a great habit for reducing stress. So research shows that it is great for managing stress and it can even help your physical health. And again, read the articles in the show notes if you want to hear more about that. But it is just a way to put you in a positive mindset and improve your mindset overall, which I think will help make you less stressed about life because life does not need to be stressful. Another habit is movement and exercise. There is so much research on this and I'm not a big gym girly. I would love to be and maybe one day I will, but just 20 minutes of movement every day and that doesn't have to be super intense movement. You just want it to be something that makes you feel great and that you enjoy. And I know when I was like, first listening to podcasts and people were like, I love the feeling of like going on a run. Like I am not a runner, but I get it because after I've been on a walk or after I've done some Pilates or something, I just feel amazing. But movement and exercise has been proven to produce stress relieving hormones. And not even that, it just gets your mind off things. You're focusing on something different. Often you're changing your environment. And I think it really helps break up your routine and limit stress in your life. When I was researching stress, there was so much about healthy diets and fueling your body. And now I'm not a dietitian. You need to do your own research on this. But one thing I can say is take into account foods and drinks and things you're putting into your body that make you feel worse. So obviously we spoke about earlier how stress can be seen as chronic and damaging when you're dealing with it with unhealthy coping mechanisms. And one of those things is like alcohol. Obviously, you know, everyone has their own opinions on alcohol. I think itself is not a bad thing. But if you are using it to cope, that is a sign of a negative relationship with alcohol. That's one of the things where you want to be careful about how you're fueling your body. But also just things like too much caffeine I think like I obviously love coffee but it is very normalized for some people to have a lot of coffee but just remember high levels of caffeine can be really bad for you and it also does make you feel more jumpy and anxious which can make you feel more stressed anyway those are just a couple examples do your own research about food again I'm not a dietitian I recommend doing some research from people who are knowledgeable about this area but it is something to look into I know I spoke about how I was going to do this today and it's so funny when I talk about social media because to me YouTube and podcasts like are not negative social media and I'm going to do a whole episode on how to make social media work for you and how to make it good for you but to me the ones that I don't like are mobile apps with a lot of scrolling or 
don't like is the wrong word I enjoy them but I find they can quickly become bad for my mental health and just make me more stressed so what you want to do is be reflective about the social media you're consuming and also limit your social media and I have a great quote about this so I'm going to read it out ask yourself what information you want to take into your mind and your thoughts what is helpful right now choose what is most meaningful and not what happens to appear in front of you So I think this is so important in relation to curating your feed and being conscious about the media you're consuming. And like I said, be reflective. Don't look at media that stresses you out if you're feeling stressed. Okay, this next one I love because this is a habit you can do right now if you're feeling stressed. It is something you can do which if I'm feeling stressed, if I do this, it'll limit it right away. I'm not calling it an instant fix, but it definitely is an instant mood booster, at least for me. And it kind of sounds crazy because it's cold plunges. I started doing not a plunge, but at the end of a shower or if I'm feeling stressed, I would just turn the shower water on cold and I think it kind of like shocks your body into a state of just focusing what's going on right now and focusing on the present and I don't know why it just calms me down I find that I'm really stressed if I'm too warm especially like I love a warm shower but especially in the summer you can get far too warm and I just love the way cold water makes me feel it chills me out no pun intended but it chills me out a lot and I've always found um, I love swimming in cold water all that kind of thing and recently I went to Nordique Spa in Ottawa and they were talking a lot about the thermal cycle and cold plunges and how they've been used in Nordic countries for so long and I was reading up on this a bit and some researchers hypothesized that cold plunges can make us feel less stressed in the long run because the cold plunge can make your body feel really stressed but you're stressing on something that's like right in front of you it takes your mind away from other things but also if you keep doing it it sort of shows your body that you can cope with stress and it is almost like a tool of building resilience in the long run anyway you don't need to have a pool or go to some fancy spa like I've done in the past but that's just like one experience on a regular day I don't do this all the time but if I feel like I need it like I said just cold plunge turn the shower cold and that's a really fun way to do it and finally for habits that can help reduce stress and limit stress in your life is journaling I've spoken so much about how you need to be reflective and intuitive and in tune with yourself and journaling is the best way to do this and just in like an in the moment immediate sense it gets all of the thoughts out of your head and onto a piece of paper so it makes you feel less overwhelmed okay so that is the habits the mindset shifts everything to reduce stress and I really hope this helped what we're gonna do now is end off this episode in a really nice fun way and do a quick fall would you rather because this has been a bit heavy and I want to talk about fun seasonal stuff Okay, so I have 10 would you rather's here. So we're just gonna jump into it and I have written them out, but I haven't planned them. We'll see what I come up with. First of all is spooky or cozy. Obviously these are kind of the two full vibes, cozy girl fall or spooky girl fall. I am definitely a more cozy girl fall girl, but I have definitely enjoyed leaning a little bit more into the spooky this year. I like a nice mix, but if I could only pick one, it'd be the cozy coffee blankets and pumpkins kind of fall. Carve a pumpkin or paint a pumpkin? I would love to try painting a pumpkin because I think this could be so cute and very aesthetic and also a little bit less messy and a little bit easier. However, 
I will say that, um, especially in Canada, and I think we did this in the UK, I'm trying to think as well, but you can crack open your pumpkins whenever you want to throw out your pumpkins. You can crack them open and take them out to a forest area and let the animals have them. Obviously, as long as you haven't done anything weird with this, do your own research, but I have seen people doing this and I'm pretty sure we left them to the squirrels in the UK. I can't really remember, but they love them. And I know we have so many animals around here. So when we're done with our pumpkins, that's if they don't eat them while they're on the doorstep first. (laughs) Um, I definitely want to do some research and see if I can leave them in the forest for them. And Anyway, I'm going on this tangent because my only reason I'm going to pick carving pumpkins is because one, it's more traditional and it's just really nostalgic. But two, if I do give them to animals afterwards, I would rather them be carved and it would be like not dangerous for the animals. Like obviously if you're painting the pumpkins, don't do that. So I'm going to pick carving. Hot chocolate or chai? Now chai is definitely an all year round drink for me and I love hot chocolate in the colder weather. So this is a really hard one, but I think I'm going to pick chai because of just the spices and it's so warm and cozy. And that's not to say I don't like hot chocolate because it is one of my favorite drinks. And if you follow me on TikTok or on Instagram, you would have seen when I'm in London in the UK. Um, My favourite, 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 favourite hot chocolate shop in the world, Canoops, is in the UK and I go all the time when I'm near one. But I think hot chocolate to me is quintessential winter and I love a good winter hot chocolate, a peppermint one or a milk with sea salt, all that kind of stuff. So to me, chai is much more full. So I'm picking chai. Halloween or Thanksgiving? Now I'm from Australia in the UK, so we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. I think both of these holidays are a lot bigger in Canada and the US. So I'm so excited to just get more into them. I love this time of year. So I would have always said Halloween because I love dressing up. I love SFX makeup. I also love all the kind of fantastical kind of stuff. And I love books with like vampires and werewolves and all these kind of fun things. However, having celebrated one Thanksgiving before, I think I'm a Thanksgiving girl. I love just cooking and getting everyone together and being thankful and you know, doing little cozy games. We're planning a bit of a Friendsgiving this year and I'm so excited. So controversial to pass me, but I'm going to say Thanksgiving. Watching a cozy movie or reading a cozy book? This is easy for me, definitely reading a cozy book. I have so many full books on my TBR, so I need to start reading a bit quicker because I will be so upset if I don't get through a lot of them. But if you do have any cozy movie recommendations, do either DM me or leave them down below because I need some really good recommendations. And full TV shows as well, let me know your favourite. Apple Macchiato or PSL from Starbucks? Okay, apple macchiato or PSL from Starbucks. So the pumpkin spice latte, it's almost a bit too sweet for me, but recently I've been having it with almond milk and I'm kind of obsessed, but I think a good pumpkin spice latte beats out the apple macchiato, but it's hard to get a really good one, I think. So I think I'm going to say the apple macchiato because that's not something I can easily make at home and I find they're more consistently good, but a good pumpkin spice latte beats out anything else any day. So I guess half in between, but I will pick apple macchiato. Soup or chili? I didn't realise chili was a fall thing, but I want to get really into making it this year. Um, Obviously I'm vegetarian, so maybe with some Beyond Mints and some lentils and tofu. So that would be really nice and I just love soup and chili. Autumn and winter cooking is the best cooking all year. 
but I think I am going to go with soup because soup is a little bit more versatile and there's so many options. I am actually, after filming this, going to make soup for lunch and I'm so excited. Cardigans or sweaters? I definitely, all year round I wear cardigans. I love cardigans, they're more versatile. I get excited to wear a sweater when it starts to get cold in autumn. So I'm gonna say sweaters. And I also, obviously I'm wearing a sweater now. This one's from Primark, it's so cute. But they kind of just feel like a hug and they're so cozy and I'm excited to get to wear them more often now. Cozy day in or crisp day out? I like can't pick because I love them both. But I will say right now, I am dying for the day when it gets cold and you know that feeling when you're outside and then you come back in and your skin is like cold and you smell like the outside. I don't know, just that feeling of being cold and running around and doing all your errands or going to coffee shops. I just love going outside when it's cold because I feel like I can do so much more and I love the cold weather. So I do have to say crisp day out. And then the last one is beginning of fall or end of fall. And I didn't really realize this was a thing, but I was listening to one of Carter Sullivan's videos and she was talking about how she prefers like beginning of fall weather. And I will say I haven't been in Ottawa for fall yet, so I don't know how cold end of fall is going to get. But let's be honest, I love cold weather. It's not going to bother me. But I have to say end of fall because I love beginning of fall. It's a really nice part of the year, but... I'm excited for when the leaves have changed, every day is crisp, every day is sweater weather and the weather has settled down a bit and it is cold and we're getting closer to Halloween and obviously in Canada we would have already celebrated Thanksgiving when I can put on the fireplace and I'm not wearing sweaters just because I want to, I'm wearing sweaters because I have to because it's freezing and so I have to say end of fall. Okay, so that is the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed and I hope this limited your stress a little bit or at least gave you some strategies to manage it in the future. Remember to take some time for yourself and if you are interested, I have some great links in the show notes if you want to read up on this, like I mentioned. And yeah, just thank you again so much for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it would mean the world if you left a five-star rating review. You have no idea how much it helps and especially as a new podcast, I would just love you forever. If you're listening on YouTube, obviously leave a comment, like and subscribe. I'd love to see you guys next time. And again, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.